Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFLE's podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? What's going on? Another uh, another amazing week of football. <laughs> uh, bah humbug. <laughs> right, right. Get in the spirit. Hey, before we get started, uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's not in... We don't really cover that team at all, or you know his current team, but right. uh, man, it, I, I just felt like amazing for him to to do that comeback on last Thursday night's uh, football, uh, coming back from two touchdowns to the Raiders in the final fourth quarter in the in the fourth quarter and final minutes of the game to actually win that game uh, for a guy that just got cut from his team and joined another team, and literally like two days later he's on national television and. Right. They're getting they're getting skunked, as you'd expect. But Baker Mayfield and the Rams pulled it together. It was really, uh, it's a, it was so exciting to watch that happen. So, yeah, yeah, it uh, it kind of sparked, you know, that football. You know what I'm saying? That football flame it was like, oh, okay, this is why yeah. I watch these games. This is why you like this football? Cool. Anything so. can happen like that because, uh, right. yeah, and uh, you know, he's a uh, he's not a great quarterback or anything like that, but. Um, you know, to, to get dumped on by two teams and then have a third team, Super Bowl champions, in fact, um, you know, pick you up on waivers and then decide to make you the quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, pick you up on waivers on Tuesday. You start the game. Or you didn't start, but you come into the game, play, and end up winning the game for right. for him on Thursday, two days later. Yeah, so. a great middle finger to the, uh, to the uh, you know, his two former teams, I think. Right. But, Right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm yeah. not all that excited um, about that. Was that was great to watch? I totally agree. I'm not all that excited about Week 14. Um, these games, just whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just whatever. Of course, my Dolphins got beat uh, for the second week in a row. That didn't help any at all. But even before the Sunday night game, I was already like just not in a great mood <laughs> for right, football. Yeah. Um, it was a long day um, for football. So, um, but anyways, this is the NFL East podcast. What we do here is we spotlight the eight teams that make up the AFC and NFC East. So if you're a fan of one of those eight teams or just an overall football junkie, you're going to love this podcast. That's what we do. Tuck football in and outside of the NFL East. But what the first segment we're going to do tonight is we're going to do our takeaways from the East week 14. So we'll cover every game um, that our eight teams were involved in, run through them, scores, just kind of mining your takeaways, I guess. How's yep. that sound, Rich? Let's do it. All right, cool. Let's do it. Takeaways from the All right. I guess let's start with the Sunday one o'clock games. We had the Jets Bills. Um, Bills pulled it off twenty to twelve. This was a good defensive game, man. The game 
started, it was so good defensively. The game started with 10 consecutive drives ending in punts. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's, that's just, that's the testament of how good both defenses were playing. Um, but then the Bills do what the Bills do. They they got hot um, and scored uh, for on four straight possessions after that and kind of just jumped out to the lead. And their defense stayed strong. So um, Mike White and the offense wasn't able to get the Jets anything going. Um, they actually went three and out three more times on three more drives. So, um, yeah, I, I was really hoping um, it kind of sucked. But, you know, the Bills did uh, what they do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, they did a great job at first. Um, I I have been all this season really high on this young Jets defense. Um, and I think they spotlighted in this game. They, they played really well. Uh, they did kind of, you know, the bills just kind of, uh, got hot there and, and, you know, did what they normally do. But the surprising, um, thing about this game was the bills defense without Von Miller played great. You know, they, they played top notch, um, uh, a tip of the cap to Mike White. That is one tough mother. <laughs> uh, Holy moly! He took a beating on that one hit. Those uh, two, two of them, two yeah. different hits to his ribs. Man, the dude left the game twice, um, but came back in and finished the game. He was twenty-seven for forty-four, two hundred and sixty-eight yards. Um, the Bam Knight, the running back, had seventeen carries, seventy-one yards, and the and a touchdown. Um, Wilson had seven or six receptions for 78 yards. And Elijah Moore had six receptions for 60 yards. So, you know, I, I think, I think my personal opinion, I think the jets have some good young weapons in, in Elijah Moore and Wilson. Um, I think they have uh, some good running backs. I think they got a great rookie running back. They got knocked out for the season. He'll be back next year. I really think this team is just a quarterback away. You know what I'm saying? If they can figure out that quarterback position, man, they could hang in games like these. You know what I'm saying? With that defense, I mean, they held the Bills to 20 points. So if they had, you know, if then they have some weapons. If they could, if they had, a quarterback, um, if they get uh, a franchise quarterback, I really think they could hang in games like this. But until they have that type of quarterback play, it just seems like when they go against the upper echelon um, of offenses, they're just going to kind of be outmastered. So, yeah, they're going to probably got? come up short there. Yeah, compared to a high-powered offense like what Buffalo's, you know, bringing to the field every day. So right. Exactly. Although that high high powered offense was uh, was pretty limited a little bit if, for compared to what they normally do, um, uh, Josh Allen no touchdown uh, passes. Uh, he did get a touchdown on the, on a rushing touchdown. Uh, really, his ability to run is probably the difference in the game. He had 10, 10 rushes for forty seven yards, including a uh, um, a third down conversion. That was a, a long third down conversion that he was able to run and get. But uh, look at Stefan Diggs' numbers: three catches, yeah. three catches, uh, targeted five times. Yeah, thirty-seven yards. But one of those was a thirty-two yarder. 
Right, so, exactly. They and that's what I'm saying. This defense shut Stefan Diggs down. Right. You know what I'm is, saying? And that's what they did. And now um Dawson Knox had a bigger day, you know, four receptions, 41 yards, and then that right. crazy touchdown. Um, so but yeah, yeah, I'm with you on the Jets. They're uh they're surprisingly close to being a real contender. Right. So, yep, uh, I totally agree. And that but and that's what um but that's what good offenses do, you know, when you're when your number one gets shut down, gets blanketed, and you can't get him open, you find someone else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, sure. and that's what they yeah. do. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, give yeah. credit to Sauce Gardner and that that Jets defense. I tell you, they're definitely, definitely, yeah. they've got elite talent on that on that side of the ball. Right. So totally, totally agree. And so, do you think the the Bills are they officially back now? Do you think? I still think they struggled know. in this game. They yeah. struggled to get going. Think, when they go up against a good defense, um, they struggled. They really yeah. did. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like they're playing near as good as they were earlier on in the season. But right. but uh, they are gritty. That is a gritty team, and they're going to be a hard out for sure. Right. I, I agree. I agree. Okay, let's move on to the next game. We got Cowboys, Texans. Cowboys pulled it off 27 to 23. This game was a whole lot closer than I thought. Uh, I think we thought, you know, on Thursday's game when we were talking about games of the week. So um, what do you got on this game, Rich? Right. Uh, I did not think this would be a trap game. I kind of expected the next week's game against Jacksonville to be a trap game, but this kind of played like a trap game. Uh, the Texans really brought it. Their uh, front lines on offense and defense played really well. Um they gave Dallas's offensive line a, a, a lot of problems. In fact, we lost um, – the Cowboys lost their right tackle, Terrence Steele, uh, in the fir- late in the first half. Um, he had a – turns out he's got a – he blew his ACL out, which is really a shame because he was having a great – he was having a really good season, really solid. But uh, the backups that we put in there were just getting destroyed there. <laughs> so uh, – yeah, uh, this is a game that the Texans, they had this game. They had a first down and goal from the five that would have uh, sealed the win in the final two or three minutes with uh, uh, an, a bad, uh, I'd say bad throw by Dak, but he also got hit on that play because their yeah. offensive line on the right side was not, uh, a carousel over there, uh, turn, style, turn stop. But um, uh we brought in Jason Peters there for that last drive, um, and he really calmed that position down. Uh, even though he hasn't played right guard in years, <laughs> or right tackle, I'm sorry, played right tackle. Um, but really, um, the defense for Dallas, they, uh, they only gave up three points in the second half, so they kind of clamped down pretty well. But um, uh, Dak Prescott threw that interception and gave uh, – the Texans the ball on their own five yard line or on on Dallas's five yard line with first down to go. Uh, They decided to go for it on all four downs instead of kicking a field goal there with with a three point lead. I would have kicked the field goal. I would have made it six points and put some extra pressure on Dallas to, uh, to go the length of the field, which uh, they did uh, in a pretty nice drive by Dak Prescott. I think he was seven for eight. He had a, uh, one incompletion, which was a, a perfect throw to Gallup in the end zone, but he got it knocked out. Uh, right. But uh, uh, they were able to kind of, kind of 
play like the better team in the last three minutes of the game, but really not much more than that. Outside of that, it was, uh, it was a pretty contested game. So, right. But Terrence, we lost Terrence still. So that's really going to, that's a real bummer because you start losing offensive linemen this late in the season. That's not good. Yeah. That's uh, not a good thing. Right. We do have, uh, fortunately, we're going to have uh, uh, Tyron Smith ready to play this week. So, look, Jerry Jones already said he's going to be playing this Sunday. So, although it's a different position, it does give us an extra body, gives us an, uh, and a week to uh, kind of adjust to the to the loss. But we also lost our nose guard, uh, Jonathan Hankins. Um, he's probably our best run stopper. Uh, we actually acquired him in the trade from uh, the Raiders after that Green Bay game, right before the trade oh. deadline. And uh, he's been playing great, but uh, he uh, tore his, or not he, not a tear, but a strained pec muscle. So he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season, and maybe he'll be back for the playoffs. So mm. at this point, uh, you know, you have to start evaluating what's what's better, to keep your team healthy or win games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. Um, you know, we we may not change our playoff position too much, but we need to keep our players there or else it's all for naught. Right, exactly. So not a great game by the Cowboys. Good game for the Texans. Um, but Dallas does just enough to win the game. So Right. Yep. Yeah, it was good. They pulled it out, though. Um, pulled out the win. I was worried about it there for a minute. <laughs> it did like, not look oh, good. God, they're going to lose this game. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a... I mean, uh, Texans deserve to win that game. They actually played better than the Cowboys, I think, for the entirety of the game. Um, But talent-wise, Dallas should have rolled this game, but they didn't. They just squeaked by. Right. But a win is a win in the NFL. That is very true. Um, All right. Let's keep moving. We have Eagles-Giants. The Eagles just put a whooping on the G-Men, 48-22. to 22. And this was actually a close game at first. Um, but the Giants, they just didn't have, you know, the firepower to keep up, you know. And the Eagles jumped out to that lead, and they didn't, you know, took them out of uh, – they, they they really need some an outside threat. That's that's the, the biggest thing. I know I've been saying that multiple times about the Giants this season, but that's – to stay in games like this, um, that's they have to have that outside threat. Um, number one, I mean, they got Darius Slayton and Richie James, but those guys are number number two, number three. You know, some people would say number four wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You, the defense does not have to worry about them. You know, they mm-hmm. they could they cover them one on one, and that means that allows your defense to just open up and attack your quarterback every damn play because you have no threat. And then when you have the ability like the Eagles did in this game to jump out to the early lead, you take the a team like the Giants out of their game plan because now Saquon Barkley, you can't sit there really afford, you know, you can't afford to sit there and allow him to run the ball over and over again. And so they they really need and and, and Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones tried, you know, he tries, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's yeah, Daniel Jones went 18 for 2,769 yards, one touchdown. He did have four carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. So, but this defense, uh, the Eagles defense played really well. They shut down Saquon Barkley, did not allow him to be part of the game, um, you know, and 
and jumped out to an early lead and would easily kept that lead the whole game, you know. So, yeah, this game played exactly how the Eagles want to play. You know, they want to jump off to a, to a big lead that sort of eliminates your rushing game because that is their weak spot on the defense um, and force you to, you know, start manufacturing some points in the second half. And it's a hard team to do. It's hard for a team like the Giants to do it with because of their mediocre receiving core, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, like like I said, Barkley, uh, I don't think he's healthy either. Um, he, he had nine carries for 28 yards, very ineffective uh, as a running game. But again, in the second half, they're kind of have to come out of their running game because you know, they were down. Right. And then it, when he came, when they came out of the running game, he had two receptions for 20 yards. So they still right. only, you, you have to get, I mean, they, they only got with nine carries and two receptions. The ball was only in his hand um, 11 times. Right. It, he's your draft. only star on that team. You have to get the ball in his hands more. You have to, yeah. if the ball's not in Daniel Jones hand, it needs to be in Saquon Barkley's hand. I mean, yeah. even if those are short passes, or however you want to do that, it just seems like if he's healthy, yeah. If he's hurt, then yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. Which I th- and I feel like the Giants' offensive line is pretty hurt as well. They're they're still banged up. Uh, Philly, Philadelphia had seven sacks in this game that actually gave them the lead for uh, sack totals for the NFL. Right. So um, again, Philly played. This is this is how Philly wants to play. They want to pin their ears back and go after the quarterback in the second half of the game, uh, and not worry about you trying to you know, run too much. And um, everybody played fine. Hertz, Hertz played great. 77 rushing yards to go with, uh, uh, what do you have? 21 for 31, 217 yards and two touchdowns throwing yeah. the ball. On top of that, he had seven carries for 77 yards, like you said, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, that's- Miles Sanders carried the ball 17 times for 144 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah. they're they're running the ball outside of Hertz. You know what I'm sure, saying? I mean, sure they're they are. running yeah. the ball big time. Yeah, and they're running the ball at will. So there's right. uh, Yeah, they're uh you know, this is a game that I thought maybe the Giants could pull it out, but <clears throat> uh Eagles are rolling. Yeah. They uh yep. they went into the Meadowlands and played just what they how they wanted to. So right, because I mean, on top of all those great running numbers you still had aj brown with four receptions 70 yards and a touchdown Devonte smith also had a touchdown with five receptions 64 yards so yeah they just, they're, uh, you know, they're playing they couldn't draw that they couldn't come up with a game plan better than what they what actually happened on the field i mean you know when you have two number one wide receivers a top-notch running back and a dual threat running back that has gotten better as the year went on with throwing the ball, I mean, you're just, you're, you know, and a yeah. defense playing the way they're playing right now. They're just yeah, and possibly the best offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. So, on top well, of all that. Yeah. That's why they're, uh, that's why they're what 12 and one right now. Um, and coast into the home field advantage. looks like it. Right. They have, they're only a couple more chances to get tripped up. So anything yeah. else on that game? Um, no, nah, I think that's good. Yeah, I do. I, I'll say I'm going to add this. I don't know if the Giants are going to win another game this year. Yeah, they, that's. Uh, I mean, that's the problem. I was going to talk more about this on Thursday and have some kind of segment set up, but I, I, I don't. I don't know if the Giants. I don't think the Giants are going to make the playoffs. 
I don't. I, I, really I think don't. they're going to struggle in every single game the rest of the season. I just think. Uh, I mean, I think they could beat Washington, um, but then after that, I don't see them. You know, I see them struggling. So, yep. I don't. Well, and they have to play Washington and Philly one more time. So, I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's going to be it's going to be rough, even though they're technically in the playoff spot right now. I think. Uh, I, I think a team like Carolina might come up and take their spot. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But I, if they don't, I don't know. We're going to take. We're going to. Like I said, I was planning on taking a look um, a little bit more at the playoff picture and where everybody's at and kind of what we have. Uh, and you know, um, I think you know there there is a couple teams in the NFL East that are are going to have a hard time making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And the giants I have, that's probably the number one. <laughs> yeah, I think so and and it's, it looks like they should have been in the playoffs all season so far. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And now this stretch is so hard and they're not clicking. Their offensive line is beat up and they run the ball. That's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Either through their um, running back or through their quarterback, they like to run the ball. Um, they don't have the outside threat to pull defenses back away f- off of that line. You know what I'm saying? So they can yeah. get after the quarterback. Um, I think Daniel Jones has had a great year. Of course, Saquon Barkley has had a great year, but I would not be surprised if they, you know, um, like you said, maybe win another game, um, you know. Yeah, one yeah they're going to be a victim of their, their schedule and a victim of uh, injuries at the wrong time, it looks like. Right. but. But they've definitely been a surprise all year long. I, I totally agree, but I still um, think it's the curse of not going for it in overtime and playing for the tie. Um, you should have went for it in overtime, won that game, kept that gusto. Why not? They, they've they been calling. The coaching has been calling um, with gusto, all, especially late in games, all season long. Why would you change it right then? You know I what agree. I'm saying? I agree. Uh, I, I think they would have got that one. They would have got the win, not the tie. They would have kept that umph. And um, yeah, it's just get earlier in the season, all the way, you know, to the beginning, to the middle of the season, they found ways to win. They kept games close and found ways to win late in the game. That's what they did. They haven't been able to do that lately. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, they could have done it against Washington, but they gave up. You know, instead of and, and played for the tie instead of playing for the win. Um, so you can't get away from that. I think the coaching needs to stick to that because, you know, he's still my candidate for coach of the year. But, you know, I mean, yeah, he's going to regret that decision if, if the season plays out, you know, uh, unfavorable for him. So, right, exactly. Yeah, that was a, that a win a, instead a of a tie. Prime opportunity to, to put your feet on the pedal at that point. Right. So those were our Sunday day games. Um, next up, we have the Dolphins uh, Chargers. The game got flexed to Sunday night football. Um, Chargers ended up winning this game 23-17. Honestly, I don't think the game was ever close. Um, for the second game in a row, to a struggle. We'll get into that. Kind of what I did with this game Um because I really don't want to talk about it, <laughs> um, but but I know that that's what we do. So I kind of just went through, and I, I'm going to give you a little bit of my good, bad, and ugly of this game. Um, the good that I found in this game, um, 
Justin Herbert had a hell of a game, 39 for 39 for 51, 367 yards and a touchdown. He was throwing darts, lasers, just laying the ball right where it needed to be. Um, his wide receivers were finally healthy for him, and you could see that. You know, it kind of brought life back to that offense. Um, but Justin Herbert was just uh, – he played great. He was a, he was a very good part of this game. Um, just putting the ball right where he needed to be on the Miami side, uh, Tyreek Hill, um, even though that all the offense struggled and we'll get into that more still Tyreek Hill had a hell of a game, four receptions, 81 yards and a touchdown. And then had this weird, <laughs> this weird on a Jeff Wilson jr. Fumble, the ball being shuffled around in the scrum pops out. He scoops it up, goes around the edge, runs 57 yards to score a touchdown. Just, I mean, Untouched. waving at guys as he went by. You know yeah. Well, when I saw, when I saw Tyreek Hill get in the open field like that, he's got 10 yards separation between him and anybody else. Uh, those angles just disappear. He just, he right. eats them up. Right. So, yeah, uh, he, he had like three yards and then a half a second later had five yards. Another half a second later, had 10 yards yeah. ahead of everybody. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. like, whoop. Oh, no, he gone. Yeah. That's so, why they call him um, the cheetah. Uh, right, exactly. And in, in the first half, that was the only play that kept um, them in the game. So Tyreek Hill, me putting Tyreek Hill in the good category, was the uh, realistically at this point in the game, um, this is the only reason why the Dolphins were even competitive in this game because that gave – that went to a seven to ten lead at that time. Um, I think D both defenses played good. I would definitely put them in the cat in the category as good. Both defenses had good games. Uh, the Miami Dolphins defense um, has had their struggles the last couple of games. Have played better. Um, of course, in San Fran, just kind of had no answers for their you know the San Fran's big weapons. Um, and uh, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuels, but but it wasn't like that in this game. The defense was competitive in this game. Uh, Christian Wilkins played his ass off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, just they they the I think both defenses um, played really good. I would put that both of them in the good of this category uh, of this game. Um, as far as the bad. I have both running games um, and my, and that might be a testament to the good, both to the two good defenses, but both running games struggled. Raheem Mostert, 11 carries for 37 yards and Austin Eckler only had 15 carries for 45 yards. So both uh, running games really spit and sputtered in this game. Um, and I, you know, I, I think the Dolphins, need to run it more. I think that's what they need to be doing from the beginning to set up. They started this game throwing um, like uh, high risk, high reward passes just over and over and over and over again. And of course we'll get, you know, to the next category and I'll talk more about those throws and what happened with those throws, but why, why do that? Why, why not, why not establish the run, play the pass off of the run pull that defense up so they can't crowd the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's the, you're just allowing them to drop back there, cover the middle of the field and say, okay, you're going to have to beat us on the edges. Well, guess what? Tua struggles beating you on the edges. You know what I'm saying? Um, they had two safeties back there to help. 
with uh, Tyreek and, and Waddle, and that's what they needed, you know? And so why not establish that run game early? I, I don't at all understand. Um, like I said, Mostert only had 11 carries, you know? Of course, Jeff Wilson Jr. got hurt in this game. Um, but still, you that's why you have two top-notch running backs, you know what I'm saying? And so, and even if, even if it's um, – hard to get going you got you can't give up on it in the way that offense do um and especially in the last couple of games another bad category in this game is um my guy the penguin Jalen Waddle um had an extremely crappy game for the second game in a row um Jalen Waddle had two receptions for only 31 yards him and Tua just never they didn't I mean there there's one pass that Tua made to Jalen Waddle down the sideline and Waddle didn't even see the ball until it hit the dirt. And then he like glanced over at it. He was like, Oh, I didn't even know you threw the ball. You know what I'm saying? I right. mean, it was just so weird. They're off sync. They, they, you know, they just, they looked terrible. I don't know. I can't, I can't fully blame Waddle on that. Um, and I don't want to fully blame Waddle on that. Cause he wasn't the only wide receiver that was losing the ball like that. You know, I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, the Chargers weren't having a problem. Herbert was throwing the ball all, all over the place. They weren't losing the ball in the lights. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you can't really blame that. Uh, it just seemed like um, Tua and his wide receivers, they were just off sync for some reason. And it start starts to become worrisome when it's multiple weeks in a row. So Jalen Waddle, I put him in the bad category. And uh, last category, I'll make it quick. It's the ugly and highlighting the good, um, the ugly out of the good, bad, and the ugly, of course, is Tua Tungavailoa. A miserable 10 for 28. Three for 15 in the first half. 35.71 completion percentage. 145 yards. 60 of those yards coming from the one big play to Tyreek Hill on the touchdown pass. Where, yes, the cornerback slipped and i think that was the only reason why that ball was caught um only one touchdown sat which was the one to tyreek hill sacked twice and you can't blame the o-line this time because the o-line actually played good um or played okay i didn't put him in the good category for a reason um they played it but they did play okay for a miserable qbr of 65.33 um, that 35.71 completion percentage is the worst in the NFL in a long damn time. Miserable game. Um, looked a lot. He looked to, to me, looked a lot like he did in the San Francisco game. He looked off. He looked, he struggled with things like, like once again, like accuracy um, that he's normally really good at, you know, and normally yeah, his completion it. percentage is really high. You know right, what I'm that's saying? The of his. Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. I I, I would um, uh, another uh, ugly category is the play calling because, like I said, you, I, I don't understand why. Why do we open the game up, or why does the Dolphins open the game up, throwing the ball all over the field? You know what I'm saying? Like they're like they're, you know, c- putting this fourth quarter comeback charge together like they did in Buffalo earlier in the year, or you know what I'm saying? Or I'm I'm sorry in Baltimore earlier in the year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, why would you start a game like that? Establish the run, create your toughness. This is not a tough team um, at all. The Dolphins are not a tough team at all. 
Um, and uh, which is which sucks. And I, I seriously think you need to establish the run early. That's the reason why the play calling is so bad. Um, that will open up your pass plays. I don't know what's wrong with Tua. Um, I actually have that later on in news from the East. I have some stats of the last two games, the last two weeks compared to his, you know, the first part of the season that he played. And I, I don't know. I don't know why he's struggling. Um, I do know, like I said last week, that everybody deserves to have a bad week. Um, but when you do that m- multiple times in a row, it's it it's more than just a bad week. And there, there has to be some answers. So that's it. That's yeah. what I got. That's what I got on this game. What what about you? Yeah, I um, I, I almost thought you were going to totally pass over McDaniel's uh, as part of the problem because I think he's actually your main problem. I totally agree. I, I think uh, um, uh, this reminds me watching watching the Dolphins play here. Now, you can almost throw out San Francisco because they're an anomaly. I mean, they they almost shut out Tom Brady here uh, this past weekend. They just got a great defense. Uh, they they're going to. Throttle everybody, uh, but it reminded me of uh, Callan Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas, and what he went through last year uh, with this play calling. Uh, Dallas was on a big roll up until about the seventh or eighth game of the season, about middle of the season, uh, and then we played Denver last year, and they totally shut our offense down. Um, and after that point, every time we played a really good team, they could control our offense. And uh, what I think is what happened there was uh, Kellen Moore having a ton of success. But after you put enough tape out there, coaches will figure out what you like to do. So I think at this point in the season, people have kind of figured out, uh, you know, McDaniels wants to throw. He wants to come out and establish a passing offense. Um, so the game plans are just going to be harder or more difficult for those offenses to pull off because I don't think there's, there's not enough change up in it. There's not enough. Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to say originality to it, but just more predictability, right? If you know the if you know the quarterback's going to throw, that's already an advantage for your defense, right? Uh, so I think that, I think McDaniel's is really hitting a wall right here, and it, you know he's a rookie coach, and uh, he's going to have to. Uh, I think he needs to change things up to keep the defense yeah. a little bit more honest. Because that's what they're just they're just honing in on what they know Mike McDaniels wants to do. That's what the defenses are doing. Um yeah, coming out and having two a throw three straight times to start the game. Um, and they were all incompletions, I believe. I think you went three and out. Or they yeah, were yeah. yeah, you didn't get a first down on that first drive. Um, and you didn't run the ball. So you know two was three for fifteen in the first freaking half. Right. In the first half, three for fifteen. Right again. If your defenses aren't think you're don't think you're going to run, even with the uh, the great receivers that Miami has, it's an advantage for the defense. So exactly. I, um, I think I think McDaniel's has to push through that wall that he's in. So I put a lot of the. Uh, it's in game adjustments is what he needs it, to take. Right, and if it didn't if it didn't work, then try something else. You know, in game right. switch. Them. Right, but Have it's so point. hard. It, it's so hard to do with young coaches because, like, even Kellen Moore last year, he never solved that riddle. All the way to the you know till we got knocked out of the playoffs. We play a good team uh, that you can't just overwhelm one on one with your players. 
when it comes to scheming, uh, it's an advantage for the defense. Uh, the thing that knocked uh, Dallas back on path, I think, was when Dak got hurt this year. Because even in the first game, it was it was obvious Kellen Moore up to his old stuff. But once Dak was out for a few games, he had to that forced him to reevaluate his offense without that with that with the backup quarterback. Um, right. Not that you guys have to do that, but um, something has to, you know, coaches' egos are, you know, they're they are what they are. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, he wanted to come out and have a shootout with uh, Herbert because maybe he wants to be, you know, a little uh, defensive of Tua, you know, because there's always this constant uh, who's the better quarterback between Tua and Herbert. They were even talking about that on Sunday night. They couldn't shut up about it, <laughs> honestly, you know. Um, but that's not really the best way to – or, you know, you have to change – you have to you have to keep those defenses guessing. And right. it seems like the defenses aren't guessing anymore. Um, so McDaniel's just needs to get back in the, in the, uh, film room, get back in the, uh, drawn up plays that, uh, uh, you know, will keep, keep the defenses honest, you know, maybe some yeah, more. RPOs. Get back to the running game. So. Get back to your running game. That's why people love the running game because it never goes away. Right. <laughs> you know, if you can, if you can do it, you know, then that's great. But, uh, uh people become more, uh, pass heavy, pass reliant, and right. uh, it's harder to complete passes than it is to you know run five yards. Right. So, so I, I put I think uh, I think Miami will be fine, but I do think McDaniel's needs to step back. And this you know he doesn't have anybody above him that's going to say like, hey, let's uh, let's let's throw that play out and come up with another one. But right. but I think he's smart enough and he's definitely bright enough to hopefully uh, you know make the necessary changes. And I think they'll be back on track. Cool. Obviously, you got the best receiving core, and you just have to. Um, you guys have to well, keep, I mean, keep coming up going. in week fifteen, um, you know, it's probably going to be a bad weather game, so that'd probably uh, be a good time to. Well, that might your running game. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, let Tua run a little bit there, or at least you know get yeah. the RPA RPOs going, or. Uh, right. Tyreek Hill running it, <laughs> something. Hey, you know, can so. How many times did uh, Pat Mahomes throw the ball to Tyreek Hill behind the line of scrimmage and just let him, you know, take off? You know, right? Yeah, uh, you can be creative. You got the players to do it. And McDaniel's yeah. is obviously a creative play caller, but but you nothing's going to last all season long. You better change right. up. Right. And 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 this week he falls into the ugly category. So there you go. All right. Um, we uh, the NFL East did have one more game of the week. Uh, Monday night. Football <clears throat> it was the Patriots Cardinals. Um, the Patriots pulled it off 27 to 13. I did not watch a whole lot of this game. Um, I actually watched the very beginning, uh, mainly for fantasy football reasons. And uh, my starting quarterback in fantasy football got knocked out three plays into the game. Kyler Murray, it has come out since then. Kyler Murray is out for the season. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't have too much on this game. What do you got on this game, Rich? Yeah, so I guess it's Colt McCoy season in Arizona for the rest of the rest of the month because they're not going to the playoffs or anything. But uh, yeah, kudos to Colt McCoy still being in the league. <laughs> yeah, that's like, pretty uh, crazy. Yeah, I'm, I remember he played at Texas in college. You know, and uh, he's kind of bounced around all over the league, but he's still 
occupying a backup spot and now a starting spot. Um, uh, this is, I guess, this is a get, get right game for the Patriots, maybe. Like, uh, I mean, and they struggled. Yeah, they it was definitely gonna, a must win. It was a yeah, must, win, to keep a must win for the attention. So. Right, right. Uh, doesn't look like Mac Jones had a great game. Um, adequate, maybe, but. Um, I know that I mean, the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think, I think, I know that the Patriots defense had a really good game. So yeah. from what the high, just the highlights and stuff that I've seen. So I don't know. Yeah. Much about but it definitely a, need, a much needed win for the Patriots to keep their playoffs up alive. So yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. And I know that there was a lot of injuries um, in this game. Also uh, um, running back um, Ramond Stevenson. Uh, ankle injury, Devonte Parker concussion. Um, so yeah, there was tons of injuries in this game, and just not. Yeah, I don't know. No. Don't know. So, but the Patriots kept. You know, actually, the Patriots are in. If the playoffs started today, they would be in. So they've picked up that seventh spot. That really just looks like over the next couple of weeks is going to be a turnstile. Right there, you know what I'm saying? Of just teams in and out, depending on who wins. So um, the Patriots do have a pretty rough schedule um, here on out, but this definitely keeps them alive. And, um, yeah. And they had lost – they've lost about two in a row as well, I think. Maybe three. Maybe three in a row. So It was two or three. Yeah. Yeah, so much needed win. Uh, uh, You hate to see – Arizona loser quarterback, you know, just because you don't want to see somebody get hurt. But that's definitely right. gonna that's that's definitely gonna be the end of the Arizona team yeah. this year. I think. Um, yeah, that was the other big one that I was thinking of. Uh, Jack Jones, um, the Patriots uh, cornerback, he also uh, left the game, did not return with a knee injury. So, and he is that uh, their cornerback, that rookie cornerback that has been playing lights out. So. Um, even some problems on their defensive side of the ball there too. So we do got a little bit of news, a little bit of news from the East. And then that's about, um, so you want to go ahead and do that and wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do it. News from the East. I do want to um, bring one thing up in the comments, um, Rich. When you were talking about the Giants um, lo- uh, getting knocked out of the playoffs, um, not winning another game, NFL boy Brandon in, in the comments made a good prediction of the Lions are going to continue to win and and take that playoff spot. So that's um, I actually looked at the Giants' uh, remaining schedule and it's actually pretty light. So. Um, the Giants schedule or the the Lions? I mean, I'm sorry, the Lions yeah, schedule. The Lions, the yeah. Lions schedule. So, yeah, nice win over Minnesota. Yeah, um, yeah. pretty cool. That's their third loss for Minnesota. They're not going. It would be it would be really cool to see the uh, the Detroit Lions go to the playoffs. That would be pretty. Awesome. You know, they've. Uh, I I was high on them at the beginning of the season, and uh, you know they kept losing those close games. Right. You know, uh, they would hang in there. But then they, you know, they lost to the Bills by, you know, a field goal or whatnot. And uh, uh, now maybe they're they're turning that table a little bit and winning the close games. 
So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And but, I don't know if they want to play them in the playoffs either, because I think they're, uh, I don't know. They just That offense looks pretty good, man. Yeah. They can put up 30 points on you. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, they, and, and their quarterback has been there before, so. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not, they don't blow you, blow you out of the water, but uh, they're not, they're a nice team. Yeah. Yeah. They've picked it up a little bit defensively also. So yeah, playing a little bit better Um, at the beginning of the season. The reason why they found those stuff in their, all those close games is their offense was great. and could put up a lot of points, but their defense couldn't stop anybody. Right. Yeah. Now (laughs) they're kind of like, you know, evening out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Brandon for sure. He, uh, yeah, I can see the Lions make it in the Giants, taking the Giants' place spot in the playoffs. There you go. And we'll get more into the playoff race and all those things on Thursday when we have a little bit um, a little bit longer and more fun uh, episode normally. So let's cover a little bit of news from the East. There are some wide receivers um, that have been signed to NFL East teams. And no, it is not OBJ. So um, Cole Beasley comes out of retirement and signs with the Bills. There you go. I, yeah, I'm kind of curious how this happens because he did sign with Tampa Bay, right? I, mean, I think he might have played played one game this year with them and then he retired officially. Right. But I guess when you're unretired, you can just pick and choose. You're a free agent at that point, I guess. I, I mean, yes, I, I don't know. That's pretty weird. Tampa Bay doesn't want him because, you know. Right. That could be. Who, who knows? But uh, – yeah, the Beasley's back. <laughs> right, right. Um, a, a, a little bit of depth piece for the Bills going into the, you know, into their uh, playoff run. So that's yeah, kind of makes and, sense for them. Yeah, and familiarity, familiarity with the Bills. So. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait for him to to learn that offense. Yeah, he knows <laughs> the playbook already. So ready to go day one. Um, another wide receiver, Cowboys signed wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, uh, this is a little bit of a surprise, but not really. He'd always been on the radar as like a, a wide receiver that's out there that the Cowboys could pick up. Uh, I'm I'm okay with the signing. Uh, they say he's ready to go. I look for him to play this Sunday, by the way. So uh, uh, he d- certainly doesn't have the speed that he used to have, or you know, the player that he once was. But uh, he's a professional, and the Cowboys is really are really looking for like a fourth wide receiver that's gonna. Know the playbook. I, I think Ty could still be a good number three. Oh, <laughs> so he could be. He could be. But uh, uh, which also means Dallas is going to have to cut probably one of their. They're going to cut or put somebody on IR to. Uh, uh, to I was thinking of whatever came of uh, Washington. I know we talked about him a right. little bit. Um, is he not making the progress that he's supposed to be making? And maybe that's why they signed him. That's what I was thinking. Well, they actually—he actually played last last Sunday. He uh, he, he was okay. targeted one time and he dropped the ball. Um, right. But uh, yeah, so he's back. Uh, and he, he didn't get re hurt or re aggravate anything. No, or? no. Um, he didn't. I think I don't know how many downs he played, but I do know he got one target and he he got he got rocked on when, when he was trying to catch it. So it wasn't like well, he dropped. It, it, yeah, but, uh, I I don't know about that. I could see Jerry Jones saying um, he dropped that pass and should have caught it. And T. Y. Hilton, you're take a spot. <laughs> he could have. He could have. Uh, I I feel like Dallas is really looking for uh, uh, somebody to to at least spread out that defense a little bit, you know, and he right. will be a little bit of a deep ball threat, even though he's, uh, he's not, he's not going to, you're not, he's not Tyreek Hill any, you know, speed anymore, but, uh, uh, a veteran wide receiver 
you know, a Randall Cobb type receiver is what we need. Uh, so he fits the bill. It will be interesting to see what they do. I think they'll, uh, Jalen Tolbert, who's our rookie wide receiver, who's not really got much playing time, might go on IR to uh, clear up a spot. Or maybe James Washington. Maybe that, that experiment is over, which uh, kind of sucked because he didn't really get a chance to play. Yeah, he didn't even get a chance because he was hurt. Yeah. So. And I think they actually kept him kept him uh, um, off the – you know or in IR longer than he needed to because they uh, were kind of hoping to get OBJ there. But okay. with that, with that out, uh, yeah, it looks like T.Y. Hilton's going to hopefully, you know, right. contribute a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It creates a little depth um, and uh, another option for Dak Prescott. So there you go. Um, yeah. The Jets, we have a injury. Of course, we talked a little bit about it in the Jets game. Quarterback uh, Mike White, his the rib injury. Um, is definitely something to to keep an eye on. He took those huge hits, um, left the game twice, ended up coming back in, finished the game. After the game, he left in an ambulance, went to the hospital, um, was looked at, and was able to come back and be with the team when they flow when they flew back home. So, um, yeah, just uh, I don't have a whole lot of news on that. I haven't seen any updates on that, but uh, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Because you know Joe Flacco is not definitely not the answer. You know what I'm saying, right? But he's um, going to be the answer if Mike White doesn't isn't able to play this weekend. Right? Definitely, right? definitely, yeah. It would have to be, yeah. It have to be Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is, you're you're battling right now with the Patriots back and forth for this playoff spot. You you don't want to put that on Flacco. You know what I'm saying? You would much right. rather have the higher ceiling of Mike White can win some big games. You know what I'm saying? Mike yeah, Zach Wilson, is he just off the board? He's out. Yeah, he's out. He wasn't even – yeah, he wasn't even an option. He wasn't even activated for the game. Right. Joe I wonder Flacco if they might try back. to bring him back if Mike White's not going to be activated. But if we'll see. Mike White is going to get knocked out, then, yeah, he'll be – he will he would have to back up um, yeah. Joe Flacco, I'm guessing. So Right. Which maybe I, that's the – I'd keep Zach Wilson on the bench and let him, let him ride it this year maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we, we're, they're talking, like you said, they're they're on the verge of a playoff spot. So right, I mean, yeah, they're playing meaningful fucking football right yeah, now. Yeah, this is real so, football. You know, the Jets in the playoffs—that'd be a nice turn of events there. Right. It's been right. a minute. Well, so, um, yeah, I totally agree. So the Patriots—we uh, talked about them. Uh, Ramon Stevenson, um, ankle injury. Devontae Parker, concussion. And then uh, Jack Jones, cornerback Jack Jones, um, also injured. Uh, the Patriots are you're going to have to. I don't know where any of them are at. We'll keep an eye on them. I have, probably have more news on Thursday's episode about all of these injury updates and see where everybody's at. Um, as far as the Miami Dolphins are concerned, Tyreek Hill um, was injured, um, ankle injury, um, and Teron. Um, Armstead is also dealing with his multiple injuries. Um, the latest report is both of them are very, are limited to no practice and um, both are expected to play through injury. So they're going to, um, those are your two stars. <laughs> you have to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. you have to play. Um, yeah, they have to play. So I would put, I put Tyreek Hill out there if you had a, crutch <laughs> if right. he had a walking stick i'd still put him out there because you got a double team and you can't you know what i mean you got you got to account for tyree kill 
Right, exactly. Um, But, you know, you know, when uh, when you like you said earlier, when everybody knows that you're throwing the ball, you know, you don't have to worry. You could drop your defense back, use your safeties and and crowd the middle of that field up and make it hard on Tua. And um, that's, you know, hey, that's worked the last two weeks. So um, there you go. Uh, NFL boy Brandon is in the comments. He said he read an article that Mike White is going to be good to go for Sunday. So he will be starting on Sunday, which is good to hear. Um, protect those ribs a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tony Romo would play with broken ribs. He didn't bother oh, him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, r- real quick on Mike White. So the Jets have lost the last two games, right? I believe. Right. Um, uh, Minnesota and the Bills. Um, right. Mike White was in a position to – for a game-winning drive on both of those games, I mean the Buffalo yep. Bills, it was an eight-point spread, but they could have they could have actually tied it up there. So uh, he's got to make those one of these days. <laughs> he's got to complete right, that exactly. Drive. That's it was, and that's what I well, that's what I meant by he's better than Flacco because at least yeah. he's giving you a chance. You know what I'm saying? Right. At least he's giving you a chance to stay in these games because those are against two really good teams. If they, if they, I don't, I don't know. I got to look at the rest of their schedule. But if they got a mediocre team, their defense is going to demolish them, and Mike White is, you know, is going to run over. You know what I'm right. saying? But he's keeping you in meaningful games against really good playoff teams. You know what? Yeah. And he's keeping you in the game. So, um, and like yeah, he said, he's gonna, he's gonna knock one of those off. He's gonna win one, probably. You know, in my prediction, probably the Dolphins here in a few weeks. You know what I'm saying, or something like that. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's been a, he's been balling out. So let him play if he's can if he can do it. Right, exactly. All right, man. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll have more injury updates on all of these injuries. Um, on third on our Thursday's podcast, when we were are going to uh, turn the page and we will take a look at games of the week and highlight and. Um, give our predictions on every game for week 15, which we got some Saturday games. That's pretty cool. I know. I like it. Pretty cool. So I mean, if you're playing Sunday and playing Saturday, technically you're playing twice in the same week. So if you know your week runs through Sunday through Saturday, so that's pretty bad. It's still a short week for sure. So, yep. Yep. So there you go. All right, got a couple comments coming in. NFL boy Brandon's talking about the Lions and Jets. They play this week. That's going to be a good freaking game. We'll be talking about that on Thursday. Um, look at that. The NFC team and the AFC team we were talking about winning right. the playoffs. So, yeah, that's uh, a playoff yeah, game almost. He's, yeah. Right, exactly. He's made, makes uh, NFL boy Brandon is saying it's a must win for both teams. So, yeah, we're, and he'll, he'll be on here with us on Thursday. NFL boy Brandon will be. Um, and we'll we'll highlight all of these games coming up in week 15. So, all right, y'all. I think that's that's all I got. What do you? What about you, Rich? Yeah, we covered a lot. Yeah, that was that was all a right, good cool. good recap. Yeah, it was a good recap. Um, I don't know what to say about these Dolphins. Uh, I thought it was a different year. You know, I thought this year was going to be different. I you know. Um, it looks like we're going to come down to some must wins to make the playoff bullshit. Um, you know, after after going to the West Coast and losing back to back, you know. But I did predict them over that three game road stretch. 
I predicted them going one and two. Um, they're of course zero and two right now, um, and kind of forced to beat the Bills at home <laughs> in Buffalo yeah. in a bad weather game. So, I mean, if they could pull it out on Saturday night, then you know, hey, my prediction stands true, and I think they still have a good run. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why you took the hard, which should have been the hardest game. <laughs> and left it you know what i'm saying right i, mean, I, I don't know maybe san francisco would it's the hardest game but who knows because uh you know i mean i always i i thought splitting with the bills was going to be a good season you know to be able to split with them and we already beat them earlier this year so i didn't know that you know to keep your um you know your chances kind of alive you're you're gonna have to sweep the bills you know or sweep the patriots or you know split yeah. with the jets who knew yeah it's not, it's not helping your team that the buffalo is kind of kind of uh finding a bit of a groove so right exactly and it's kind of scary that miami is um doing everything in their power to avoid the running game going into a game where if you don't run the ball you're going to lose pretty bad so. <laughs> so yeah get back to the running game at least the rpos you know well rpos don't work if you don't run so exactly yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Couple, uh, what else we got in here? Yeah, they're calling right here in a uh, two to seven inches of snow in that game is what they're calling for right now. Okay. So. Well, anything can happen in a game like that. So, all right. All right. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. We're going to jump off here until Thursday. Remember, Thursday, seven o'clock Eastern. Be back on here to. Um, preview week 15 and a little bit of uh, games of the week. Until then, fins up, y'all.